part three chapter three section two of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter three a romance ended section two the room from which pyotr stepanovitch had peeped in was a large oval vestibule alexey yegorytch had been sitting there before pyotr stepanovitch came in but the latter sent him away stavrogin closed the door after him and stood expectant pyotr stepanovitch looked rapidly and searchingly at him well if you know already said pyotr stepanovitch hurriedly his eyes looking as though they would dive into stavrogin's soul then of course we are none of us to blame above all not you for it's such a concatenation such a coincidence of events in brief you can't be legally implicated and i've rushed here to tell you so beforehand have they been burnt murdered murdered but not burnt that's the trouble but i give you my word of honour that it's not been my fault however much you may suspect me eh do you want the whole truth you see the truth really did cross my mind you hinted it yourself not seriously but teasing me for of course you would not hint it seriously but i couldn't bring myself to it and wouldn't bring myself to it for anything not for a hundred roubles and what was there to be gained by it i mean for me for me he was in desperate haste and his talk was like the clacking of a rattle but what a coincidence of circumstances i gave that drunken fool lebyadkin two hundred and thirty roubles of my own money do you hear my own money there wasn't a rouble of yours and what's more you know it yourself the day before yesterday in the evening do you hear not yesterday after the matinee but the day before yesterday make a note of it it's a very important coincidence for i did not know for certain at that time whether lizaveta nikolaevna would come to you or not i gave my own money simply because you distinguished yourself by taking it into your head to betray your secret to every one well i won't go into that that's your affair your chivalry but i must own i was amazed it was a knock-down blow and forasmuch as i was exceeding weary of these tragic stories and let me tell you i talk seriously though i do use biblical language as it was all upsetting my plans in fact i made up my mind at any cost and without your knowledge to pack the lebyadkins off to petersburg especially as he was set on going himself i made one mistake i gave the money in your name was it a mistake or not perhaps it wasn't a mistake eh listen now listen how it has all turned out in the heat of his talk he went close up to stavrogin and took hold of the reavers of his coat really it may have been on purpose with a violent movement stavrogin struck him on the arm come what is it give over you'll break my arm what matters is the way things have turned out he rattled on not in the least surprised at the blow i forked out the money in the evening on condition that his sister and he should set off early next morning i trusted that rascal liputin with the job of getting them into the train and seeing them off but that beast liputin wanted to play his schoolboy pranks on the public perhaps you heard at the matinee listen listen they both got drunk made up verses of which half are liputins he rigged lebyadkin out in a dress coat assuring me meanwhile that he had packed him off that morning but he kept him shut somewhere in a back room till he thrust him on the platform at the matinee but lebyadkin got drunk quickly and unexpectedly 
then came the scandalous scene you know of and then they got him home more dead than alive and liputin filched away the two hundred roubles leaving him only small change but it appears unluckily that already that morning lebyadkin had taken that two hundred roubles out of his pocket boasted of it and shown it in undesirable quarters and as that was just what fedka was expecting and as he had heard something at kirillov's do you remember your hint he made up his mind to take advantage of it that's the whole truth i am glad anyway that fedka did not find the money the rascal was reckoning on a thousand you know he was in a hurry and seems to have been frightened by the fire himself would you believe it that fire came as a thunderbolt for me devil only knows what to make of it it is taking things into their own hands you see as i expect so much of you i will hide nothing from you i've long been hatching this idea of a fire because it suits the national and popular taste but i was keeping it for a critical moment for that precious time when we should all rise up and and they suddenly took it into their heads to do it on their own initiative without orders now at the very moment when we ought to be lying low and keeping quiet such presumption the fact is i've not got to the bottom of it yet they talk about two spiegelin men but if there are any of our fellows in it if any one of them has had a hand in it so much the worse for him you see what comes of letting people get ever so little out of hand no this democratic rabble with its quintets is a poor foundation what we want is one magnificent despotic will like an idol resting on something fundamental and external then the quintets will cringe into obedience and be obsequiously ready on occasion but anyway though they are all crying out now that stavrogin wanted his wife to be burnt and that that's what caused the fire in the town but why are they all saying that well not yet and i must confess i have heard nothing of the sort but what one can do with people especially when they've been burnt out vox populi vox dei a stupid rumour is soon set going but you really have nothing to be afraid of from the legal point of view you are all right and with your conscience also for you didn't want it done did you there's no clue nothing but the coincidence the only thing is fedka may remember what you said that night at kirillov's and what made you say it but that proves nothing and we shall stop fedka's mouth i shall stop it to-day and weren't the bodies burnt at all not a bit that ruffian could not manage anything properly but i am glad anyway that you are so calm for though you are not in any way to blame even in thought but all the same and you must admit that all this settles your difficulties capitally you are suddenly free and a widower and can marry a charming girl this minute with a lot of money who is already yours into the bargain see what can be done by crude simple coincidence eh are you threatening me you fool come leave off leave off here you are calling me a fool and what a tone to use you ought to be glad yet you i rushed here on purpose to let you know in good time besides how could i threaten you as if i cared for what i could get by threats i want you to help from goodwill and not from fear you are the light and the sun it's i who am terribly afraid of you not you of me i am not mavriki nikolaevitch and only fancy as i flew here in a racing droshky i saw mavriki nikolaevitch by the fence at the farthest corner of your garden in his greatcoat drenched through he must have been sitting there all night queer goings-on how mad people can be mavriki nikolaevitch is that true yes yes he is sitting by the garden fence about three hundred paces from here i think 
i made haste to pass him but he saw me didn't you know in that case i am glad i didn't forget to tell you a man like that is more dangerous than any one if he happens to have a revolver about him and then the night the sleet or natural irritability for after all he is in a nice position ha ha what do you think why is he sitting there he is waiting for lizaveta nikolaevna of course well why should she go out to him and in such rain too what a fool she is just going out to him hey that's a piece of news so then but listen her position is completely changed now what does she want with mavriki now you are free a widower and can marry her to-morrow she doesn't know yet leave it to me and i'll arrange it all for you where is she we must relieve her mind too relieve her mind rather let's go and do you suppose she won't guess what those dead bodies mean said stavrogin screwing up his eyes in a peculiar way of course she won't said pyotr stepanovitch with all the confidence of a perfect simpleton for legally eh what a man you are what if she did guess women are so clever at shutting their eyes to such things you don't understand women apart from its being altogether to her interest to marry you now because there's no denying she's disgraced herself apart from that i talked to her of the boat and i saw that one could affect her by it so that shows you what the girl is made of don't be uneasy she will step over those dead bodies without turning a hair especially as you are not to blame for them not in the least are you she will only keep them in reserve to use them against you when you've been married two or three years every woman saves up something of the sort out of her husband's past when she gets married but by that time what may not happen in a year ha ha if you've come in a racing droshky take her to mavriki nikolaevitch now she said just now that she could not endure me and would leave me and she certainly will not accept my carriage what can she really be leaving how can this have come about said pyotr stepanovitch staring stupidly at him she's guessed somehow during this night that i don't love her which she knew all along indeed but don't you love her said pyotr stepanovitch with an expression of extreme surprise if so why did you keep her when she came to you yesterday instead of telling her plainly like an honourable man that you didn't care for her that was horribly shabby on your part and how mean you make me look in her eyes stavrogin suddenly laughed i am laughing at my monkey he explained at once ah you saw that i was putting it on cried pyotr stepanovitch laughing too with great enjoyment i did it to amuse you only fancy as soon as you came out to me i guessed from your face that you'd been unlucky a complete fiasco perhaps eh there i'll bet anything he cried almost gasping with delight that you've been sitting side by side in the drawing-room all night wasting your precious time discussing something lofty and elevated there forgive me forgive me it's not my business i felt sure yesterday that it would all end in foolishness i brought her to you simply to amuse you and to show you that you wouldn't have a dull time with me i shall be of use to you a hundred times in that way i always like pleasing people if you don't want her now which was what i was reckoning on when i came then so you brought her simply for my amusement why what else not to make me kill my wife come you've not killed her what a tragic fellow you are it's just the same you killed her i didn't kill her i tell you i had no hand in it you are beginning to make me uneasy though go on you said if you don't want her now then 
then leave it to me of course i can quite easily marry her off to mavriky nikolaevitch though i didn't make him sit down by the fence don't take that notion into your head i am afraid of him now you talk about my droshky but i simply dash by what if he has a revolver it's a good thing i brought mine here it is he brought a revolver out of his pocket showed it and hit it again at once i took it as i was coming such a long way but i'll arrange all that for you in a twinkling her little heart is aching at this moment for mavriky it should be anyway and do you know i am really rather sorry for her if i take her to mavriky she will begin about you directly she will praise you to him and abuse him to his face you know the heart of woman there you are laughing again i am awfully glad that you are so cheerful now come let's go i'll begin with mavriky right away and about them those who've been murdered hadn't we better keep quiet now she'll hear it later on anyway what will she hear who's been murdered what were you saying about mavriky nikolaevitch said liza suddenly opening the door ah you've been listening what were you saying just now about mavriky nikolaevitch has he been murdered ah then you didn't hear don't distress yourself mavriky nikolaevitch is alive and well and you can satisfy yourself of it in an instant for he is here by the wayside by the garden fence and i believe he's been sitting there all night he is drenched through in his greatcoat he saw me as i drove past that's not true you said murdered who's been murdered she insisted with agonizing mistrust the only people who have been murdered are my wife her brother lebyadkin and their servant stavrogin brought out firmly liza trembled and turned terribly pale a strange brutal outrage lizaveta nikolaevna a simple case of robbery pyotr stepanovitch rattled off at once simply robbery under cover of the fire the crime was committed by fedka the convict and it was all that fool lebyadkin's fault for showing everyone his money i rushed here with the news it fell on me like a thunderbolt stavrogin could hardly stand when i told him we were deliberating here whether to tell you at once or not nikolai vsevolodovitch is he telling the truth liza articulated faintly no it's false false said pyotr stepanovitch starting what do you mean by that heavens i shall go mad cried liza do you understand anyway that he is mad now pyotr stepanovitch cried at the top of his voice after all his wife has just been murdered you see how white he is why he has been with you the whole night he hasn't left your side a minute how can you suspect him nikolai vsevolodovitch tell me as before god are you guilty or not and i swear i'll believe your word as though it were god's and i'll follow you to the end of the earth yes i will i'll follow you like a dog why are you tormenting her you fantastic creature cried pyotr stepanovitch in exasperation lizaveta nikolaevna upon my oath you can crush me into powder but he is not guilty on the contrary it has crushed him and he is raving you see that he is not to blame in any way not in any way not even in thought it's all the work of robbers who will probably be found within a week and flogged it's all the work of fedka the convict and some spiegelin men all the town is agog with it that's why i say so too is that right is that right liza waited trembling for her final sentence i did not kill them and i was against it but i knew they were going to be killed and i did not stop the murderers leave me liza stavrogin brought out and he walked into the drawing-room liza hid her face in her hands and walked out of the house 
pyotr stepanovitch was rushing after her but at once hurried back and went into the drawing-room so that's your line that's your line so there's nothing you are afraid of he flew at stavrogin in an absolute fury muttering incoherently scarcely able to find words and foaming at the mouth stavrogin stood in the middle of the room and did not answer a word he clutched a lock of his hair in his left hand and smiled helplessly pyotr stepanovitch pulled him violently by the sleeve is it all over with you so that's the line you are taking you'll inform against all of us and go to a monastery yourself or to the devil but i'll do that for you though you are not afraid of me ah that's you chattering said stavrogin noticing him at last run he said coming to himself suddenly run after her order the carriage don't leave her run run take her home so that no one may know and that she mayn't go there to the bodies to the bodies force her to get into the carriage alexey yegoritch alexey yegoritch stay don't shout by now she is in mavriki's arms mavriki won't put her into her carriage stay there's something more important than the carriage he seized his revolver again stavrogin looked at him gravely very well kill me he said softly almost conciliatorily foo damn it what a maze of false sentiment a man can get into said pyotr stepanovitch shaking with rage yes really you ought to be killed she ought simply to spit at you fine sort of magic boat you are you are a broken-down leaky old hulk you ought to pull yourself together if only from spite Ech! why what difference would it make to you since you asked for a bullet through your brains yourself stavrogin smiled strangely if you were not such a buffoon i might perhaps have said yes now if you had only a grain of sense i am a buffoon but i don't want you my better half to be one do you understand me stavrogin did understand though perhaps no one else did shatov for instance was astonished when stavrogin told him that pyotr stepanovitch had enthusiasm go to the devil now and to-morrow perhaps i may wring something out of myself come to-morrow yes yes how can i tell go to hell go to hell and he walked out of the room perhaps after all it may be for the best pyotr stepanovitch muttered to himself as he hid the revolver end of part three chapter three section two recording by expatriate in bangor maine